welcome to Hey Therapist. I'm your host, Leslie Ross. With me is my producer, Jay Wesley Lindley. Let's get mental. Welcome to episode 22, where we continue April's story. Anyways, <laughs> um, but I remember walking in the house and my grandma was on the phone and she didn't know I was in the house. My dad was taking us home to my mom's house. Um, and I had forgot my coat or something crazy and walking in the house and she was on the phone and she was talking shit about my mom uh-huh. and saying, you know, I don't even want these kids here because they're going to start acting just like her. And, you know, like there's your good. Oh, but you, but did you go to church today, grandma? Because you, you know, right. So even you know, our our life was so different from our cousin's life. We have a great big family, mm-hmm. great you know all that, um, but we were raised in a whole new world. We did we weren't raised the same. Sure. So it was even in family. It wasn't just friend group. It was family. It was, you know, all the things, mm-hmm. all the stuffs. So what would you say mm-hmm. to April then? Oof. And to the people that, um, because we're gonna get to where you are now, but (laughs) where you are now, looking looking back at that Uh person, at that child, essentially she was, and I mean, I know you were twenty four, twenty five when it all kind of come to a head, and you moved out here, but you know, it started when you were a child, and all of those things. So, what would you say to her and other people that may be listening, that are struggling right now and feel that aloneness? Uh, we taught. We said it earlier. Everything is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Every last thing in life, life has a funny way of working itself out. Um, but what you have to do in the meantime is find yourself, heal. You have to heal. You will never ever be able to. In my opinion, let me rephrase mm-hmm. that. In my opinion, you will never be able to move forward if you don't heal. If you're still stuck in that situation, if you feel stuck, nobody's ever stuck. That's a big thing to remember too. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you cannot, you you can. You mm-hmm. you have to. I guess step one would be get out of the situation. Then you know step two is not to need somebody. I don't know that, but the life is always go into what I would say to my younger self is life. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of how everything feels in that moment. Um, there's going to come a day where you are not um, where you are not going to be the mom the you know all of the things that you shouldn't have had to be at that young age and everything's going to work out everything is going to be okay Um, just to hang to tough it out Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure that you're getting what you need. I don't know. That's a tough one, though. No, I, th- I think there's some, I think it's, I think it's true in what you said in the, you know, it's going to be okay and, and mm-hmm. get the help you need. Ask for the help. Yes. Get moving because mm-hmm. you're not stuck. Right. It feels like it, but there are resources because, you know, in, in, in your situation, if you would have went to resources. hmm you could have maybe gotten out of the situation earlier if you would have realized that that was a way out. Right. 
Um, yes, absolutely. And I think that that's one thing that I envy about these days and what's going on is, you know, I, I talked about my mom being an addict and mm-hmm. ever thinking everything was normal and nothing. I mean, it was just the 90s. You know what I mean? And things have changed. I'm not, I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Um, And things have changed so much. The awareness of everything Mm -hmm. and what kids are learning. Um, I tell my people all the time, you know, I truly believe that all of this needs to start in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. That, you know, young girls and boys, all kids should be taught that it's okay not to be okay. And that you can reach out and that you can tell someone and to educate them on self-esteem, mm-hmm. on you know self-awareness, all the things. So, yeah, I think that's so, and I think that's so important too. I uh-huh. agree. Yes, and it's um, so now you are the director of a program. Yep. That deals <laughs> with people uh-huh. in justice-involved right. substance abuse. Uh-huh. How does that feel for you? Um, I feel undeserving sometimes, honestly. Um, I look around and it's the funniest thing because like, you know, you go through all these things. We talked about me being in jail and the attorneys and the judges and city council meetings and all of these things. And, you know, I'm not uh, educated. My education comes different than everyone else's. I'm not saying I'm not smart because I feel like I am a little bit smart, but sometimes it feels undeserving. Um, but it's an odd feeling. It Mm -hmm. really is. Um, I think if I sat and really thought about it too long, I don't, maybe I'd move on from there because (laughs) like, I'm like, this is kind of a big deal, but I don't, it is a big deal. I don't know. It's just me. Like, it's just me there. And so I I try not to, I really try not to think about it like that because, um, I don't know. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I'm already worried about failing. (laughs) Yes. We have plenty of conversations about this. Yes. Like, am I doing a good job? Am I, you know, all the things, but, um, it's a pretty, you know, I, I, in the big scheme of everything, in the big picture, um, I have come a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell everybody, and there's a lot of things, you know, none of y'all know me then. Um, And there's there's not very many people that can shed light on the way I was. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was mean. You know, I was full of rage and hate, and I was mad at the world. And and so now, like, to be able to get upset and have a conversation is a big deal, you know, right. like, but all of these things. So yes, I have come a very long way. Um, and, but at the same time I say that, and I think that the reason why I try not to make such a big deal about it is because I always knew this person was there. Drugs sure. were not always my main thing. Um, granted, you know, IV drug use for heavy for a year, you know, a few mm-hmm. years that becomes my thing. And so it's always there, but, um, like, I don't know. I don't know if it, I guess because it was there to cover something up Mm -hmm. and I walked away and I made it. And so maybe that's why I'm, I don't know. I just don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and I, I always appreciate her humility because I don't (laughs) think that she, and I think there's something great in not recognizing that it's a big deal. Right. Because it does mean that you just worked it and right. you said, I don't want to be this person. Right. I don't really have a choice now. I'm here. I'm in right. Oklahoma. What the fuck yes. am I going to do? Yeah. Like, so here yeah, I am. Yeah, here we are. 
but you've come so far and you went into a field Mm -hmm. where you were around people that are actively using you were around people who struggle the same we've had conversations that there's you know there were a few clients that you would always say oh she's she reminds me so much of my mom right and it was really hard for you with those individuals because you knew that it could be better and this is where her passion comes from right is she has seen it and Mm -hmm. seen it be better right so this one can get off in somebody's ass pretty quick And it works. I'm sorry, not sorry. No, 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 no yeah. apologies. Because they most of the time need it. And they right. need someone to have that firmness with them. Because there's something to be said from the, no, I've been there. Right. And I think that's why you are so good at what you do and have done and are doing now. Well, is you. because you can say, oh, no, I've been there. Yeah. No, no, we ain't playing that game. Right. Because I know, I know what it's like. <laughs> yes. Um, I had to have that conversation with someone just the other day, and it's so funny because I am easygoing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot. I, well, I mean, I can get upset. <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, I'm going to let you work a program. And right. I'm going to let you do. And part of working a program is not to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It is to make those mistakes. But guess what? You're going to hear about it from me. And you're <laughs> going to hear me say, you can do this, but you it's not that you can do this. It's you're going to do this because it can be done. It's a conversation. And poor gentleman, he... You know, I'm going and I'm telling him, you know, like, there's some things you don't know about me, Craig. Like, (laughs) you know, and he's just, his face was just in total, absolute shock. Like, seriously, you're lying to me. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not lying to you. The ghetto does come out every once Mm -hmm. in a while. But it can be, you know, like you said, I've lived it. I know you're not pulling one over on me. Right. But, you know, it's time for something different. That makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, what do you say, okay. I should say even, right. um, when you first encounter someone or you're having that first conversation or you know that there's someone that's struggling, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think would is beneficial for someone to hear in that time? Like what is, what is the advice that you give? What is that pep talk? Because, again, people aren't going to change until they're ready. Right. Right. Until they know this can actually be real and I can do this by myself because we do get dependent and we do fall into that. And that is gender unspecific because if you're in that addiction and you're living that chaotic life, you forget that you're capable. You forget that you can do anything but this. Like, this is my life now. This is who I am. What would you say to someone who is struggling with their addiction or an abusive relationship or both Mm -hmm. to help them move forward and and find who they are? Um, I think one of the conversations that I have the most of um, is a lot like, um, okay, you're here, you've got caught, you've done all the things, you're stuck with me, you're stuck in this program, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take these next years and are you going to just fake your way through it because it's possible i mean it is very possible or are you going to take some time you know one thing that i think i hate to even use this word but like society goes off of is Mm -hmm. well you're you're an addict Mm -hmm. you are an addict and you're always going to be an addict you're right i am 
But guess what? I just got to take an opportunity that no one else got to, got, gets to do. Nobody ever gets to just completely shut down their life, stop what they're doing, and work on themselves. Right. And that's what this is about. That's what anybody entering a treatment facility, anybody entering into a court-specific program, you get therapists, case managers, mm-hmm. counselors. I mean... You get to learn about yourself. You get to learn the whys of addiction. You get to learn the hows. You get to do everything. But most of all, you get to figure yourself out. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that time to figure yourself out. You're struggling with relapse. You're struggling with relapse maybe because the habit is there. Actually, what are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're feeling? Let's figure that out too. So it's, you know, those little pep talks that say relapse is part of addiction. Mm -hmm. Relapse is part of recovery. Um, But now it's time to figure out why. Let's dig down deep, get rid of that trauma. You can leave it with me and I'll be the safekeeper. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't do the therapy part of it. I don't do that treatment side of it. But at the same time, like I lock the building every night and it's safe there. You don't got to take it home. You know, you get to leave this shit here, leave all the uncomfortable feelings, all of the, you know, this happened. Mm -hmm. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? And you get to leave it and you get to go home with it without it for the first time in who knows how long right so yeah those are the little bits of pep talk and how do you think individuals can handle because when you do leave that life Mm -hmm. you most of the time lose your friend group in quotation marks the friends the friends you know that are feeding your addiction or Uh all the things because they're living the same you know damaged people find damaged people right so what advice would you give to someone when they're saying if I leave this I won't have anything or I have to take care of my family but my family's in active use or I have to you know it without me x this is going to happen xyz whatever it is how do you help someone get out of that need for that friend group or whatever it is getting out of that lifestyle will never be easy um you know I just barely said it it's you know one of those things it's almost like a habit but it's Mm -hmm. that comes back to that need like they need me I need them type thing um some of the most toxic people in your life can be family Mm -hmm. they can um and you have to you know once you realize that you can't be there and realize that you have to leave um you cannot you cannot stay clean in muddy water you are going to get dirty um and eventually you've got to get away you cannot sit in that um if you their unwillingness to leave that just not ready Mm -hmm. i mean it's just not there um so the question was we digress no, God. And, and you essentially answered it with the you know you can't right. stay clean in dirty water right how do people get out of that and what is the how do we cope with switching friend groups how do you cope with you know maybe even having to move somewhere else for a while to get clean because you know we we tell people all the time you can go somewhere else get clean get sober stay that way get a job be productive and then come visit these people that you can't be without whatever it is but being in the situation right now while you're trying to be clean yes is not the best option exactly um one of the things like i tell them all the time i was scared to death to go home Mm -hmm. once i finally so you're like a toddler you're you were learning how to walk again you are learning all new aspects because the truth of it is is when you're coming out of addiction and you're starting to heal and you're starting to get clean and all the things you don't even know what kind of candy you like anymore you really (laughs) truly don't someone was to ask me you know what was your favorite food 
I don't know how Nate and Dave is like, you know what? Like, it's just one of those <laughs> things like, oh, I don't know. You know, what kind of car do you want? Oh, crap. I get to get a car again. You know, like things like that. So you are you're learning how to make this life but you're stumbling Mm -hmm. like you're like a lost kid Mm -hmm. literally um you're in a a world that's going fast and you're like baby stepping it so you get to where once you finally figure out your likes you figure out what it is that you want you figure out what it is that you like don't like want don't want then you found yourself a little bit again you've healed you went through all of this treatment you've done all of these things well hopefully you're going through treatment and not just getting clean but you're you know you've guilt and shame is gone and you're this new person inside and then all of a sudden oh my god my favorite color is blue like my favorite food oh i don't like that but i do love this mm-hmm. and so then you go to these people that are your friend group and that you just could not let go you have nothing in common with them anymore. You can love someone from a distance and you can love them wholeheartedly and you can be there for them when they're ready to make the changes. Sure. But you can't be with them through their changes because at this point, you know, you're in high school and they're they're still in a playpen. Like, right. I mean, you're living on different continents at this point. And that is the difference. I actually have um, one friend still. Um, she... I have apologized to her, you know, on multiple occasions <laughs> because I didn't understand the getting clean thing, sure. you know, and she got clean before I did. Uh, we were in active addiction together. That's only how we knew each other. And then she started to get clean. And when she would come around, the only thing that I had to compare anything with was us using. And she's like, okay, you know, like, love you, but I can't, I'm going to have to love you from a distance. And I thought, you bitch. Right. Like, what do you mean you're going to love me from a distance? But it's because I had no boundaries. Sure. I had no, you know, anything. And once I got clean, I think, you know, she's right there close to, I think, a year ahead of me in sobriety. Once I got clean, I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> And we talk every once in a while, but I'll always consider her one of my good friends. Sure. She loved me from a distance, and that's totally okay. I've had to love my own mother from a distance. Mm-hmm. I have had to say, stop, you know, I'm not going to have this conversation with you. And I've had to leave and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) flipping me off in the driveway as I'm leaving, like, you know, all the things, but it's okay. It doesn't matter who they are. You have to protect your, your peace, right? You have to protect your soul. You know, you spend all this time working on yourself, building yourself up. You know, it's almost kind of like reminds me of Friday night lights, you know, mm-hmm. like they're pumping themselves up before a game and da da da. Sometimes you have to do that with just everyday people. Like I'm gonna <laughs> pump myself up to tell you to get fucked. Like <laughs> here it is, stay out of my life. But it's just like one of those things. And you know, a lot of times I get the blowback of, well, I'm not better than anybody. I'm not better than this person. So why does that? No, you're not. You are absolutely right. You mm-hmm. are not better than anybody, nor are you trying to be. But like if it was your kid would you wrap them up and protect them that's all you're doing that that's all you're doing is just protecting your peace it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with i'm better than anybody else um because i'll never be we're all you know sure. even them everybody's the same but i have spent the last almost you know may will be 13 years and i have built a life that i'm proud of mm-hmm at the end of the day, you know, like I have things that I'm like, 
holy crap, like, you know, buying my first house and, you know, all the times, my poor husband, I'll never forget this story. And it comes back to my past trauma and he's so patient with me, but we, you know, when I met him, um, he just, we just had older vehicles and nothing. And we went on a job and we got this nice truck, right? Finally. And it was the nicest thing I'd ever had. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is so awesome. We couldn't eat in it. We couldn't drive this three quarter ton truck. (laughs) Four wheel drive. Don't you take that in the mud puddle. Like, you know, we couldn't even put it in four wheel drive. And he's like, April, what is your thing? And I was like, this is the nicest thing I've ever had. And then that truck, guess what? We sold it and we got a different one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, and it wasn't until we got that next new truck that I even felt like I needed to apologize because it was just that trauma that said, you know, I'm holding on to everything right. so tight. But you know what it's like to not have anything. It's exactly right. And it's that fighting for, you know, a, a better life. And just so, you know, I had to apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, I was such a bitch that night. Like. <laughs> Like, that's what the side-by-side's for. Yeah, like, and we didn't even have that yet. Like, we were just doing, and all he was trying to do was pull his friend out of the mud. Like, and it was rock bottom. It was not even, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, just, and he's just, finally, he's like, you know, and he never talks bad to me. But he just, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, you don't, come on now. And I, anyways, I'm sorry again for being such a bitch. But, He said, I don't know what this is, but it needs to stop. like, this is a whole new side of you because I don't get that way. But, you know, like I said, I was busy building this life. And I just... You know, I'm not letting anybody take that from me. There is not one person, you know, I don't ever think I'm better than anybody else, but I can promise you, unless I'm going to help someone, um, because it's part of what I feel like I need to do Mm -hmm. is, you know, saving someone, but I'm not going to be in a room full of addicts, active, someone in active use, um, because I am all about being in a room full of addicts. I feel comfortable there. I feel comfortable with those people. Um, and I'm proud to be a part of them. I'm proud sure. to be a part of where I've been. Um, sometimes, and especially lately, I've found it a little bit harder to admit where I've been. Uh-huh. Um, but you'd be surprised at the people who can relate. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm going to say. Don't ever feel ashamed to tell your story, to wear it loud and proud as you want. Um, there is never a need to hide it because even those prominent, you uh-huh. know, the big wigs, the people that you think, yeah, they they struggle too. Uh-huh. Everybody is human. Everybody struggles. Um, my grandma once said to me, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times I have a huge family and there's just a three of us actually who, well, who have admitted that we have a problem. Right. Okay that have gotten some help um, that have been in, in, in full addiction. And my grandma, she used to always say, if you don't know somebody in your family who is struggling with addiction, it's because you've closed your eyes and chose not to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Everyone, I mean, everyone struggles in one way or another with addiction. So it, money, social status, anything like that, mm-hmm. it's usually easier for them. For sure. And sometimes it's, it is those prominent people, but you don't know about it. Right. Because they can afford to be sent off over here to have someone come or to do these things you know their court things go away because they can pay off their bonds and they can Mm -hmm. not ever sit in jail and they can do those things but that doesn't mean that their addiction and the behavior is any different than what you think of what people think of Mm -hmm. when they think of a meth addict yes 
Um, and I think that one, you know, that's kind of where the, the stinking thinking comes in, uh-huh. you know, like, um, well, they're better than I am, you know, because no, they're not because they, they just have money in their bank account to pay for it and they weren't showing themselves on the streets. Right. That's what happened there. So again, like I, I can't stress it enough. Don't, because you never know what you, who your story is going to affect. Right. You never know who you're going to help. You never know, you know, when getting down to the nitty gritty, what that's going to look like. And everybody slips and falls. Mm-hmm. You know, I sit here and I talk about, you know, I've created a life that it's amazing. It wasn't easy. None of it was right. easy. You know, but, you know, the slipbacks, the fallbacks, the everything, it's still something I can, t- I guess, take pride in at the end of the day and say, you know, nobody's going to steal that from me. Type right. Thing. So. And you didn't let those slips and those falls stop you no i tell everybody life fucking sucks it does a lot of times it does but guess what tomorrow's a new day Mm -hmm. you can sleep on it you can you know wake up and you may still feel the same way when you wake up in the morning okay cool but you're going to be level-headed about it and you're going to be able to look at me or anybody else and say you're an asshole you pissed me off Instead of doing something irrational right. and showing out and making the situation worse. Um, but just because life sucks, it, the good days outweigh the bad. It, there are more better days mm-hmm. than there are bad. And that makes it all worth it in the end. And those good moments, you know, just like yesterday sitting at a, in the uncomfortable bleachers watching a softball game. You know, things like that that, I don't know. I guess when you ask me, you know, well, we're going to do this for recovery mm-hmm. month. And then all of a sudden I'm like... <gasps> oh no I'm so nervous like what am I gonna say what am I gonna do you know and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh but I'm so thankful you know and it just taking in the big picture of yesterday mm-hmm. and and remembering like because I don't probably often enough reflect back on the little things becoming the big things and the, sure. the moments that I did miss and you know even knowing that I miss those moments with my own kids I yeah um, I get to, you know, see the nieces and nephews and, mm-hmm. and all the things. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Like, you know, but then again, it goes back to it just because I've healed from all of that doesn't mean it makes it any easier because I still have missed out on a lot. Sure. But there's still a lot to go. There is. There is. Yes. And things are better. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, um, no situation is ever permanent. We talked about that a little while right. ago. Um, I, in turn, Caden's going to kill me. <laughs> Um, hi Caden um but you know I finally have I don't know I watched him pull in my driveway last night uh finally getting back and Mm -hmm. you know and all the things and he's grown and he's a man now I still want him to be this little baby you know but there was a time where he saved me and he doesn't know that but I don't think I would have made it as long as I did um without him and um he was like the one peace and a chaotic world and this little he's so cute and he still is but you know I was down in the field when he pulled up in the driveway last night and he's just he called me to see where I was and I'm sitting on my little bucket down there checking my game cam and I look at him and he's just this man he's just leaned up against the garbage can and I'm just like oh you're just this man but you're at my house you know and things so life goes full circle and it all comes back because there's really not many things that aren't repairable Right. It takes time. It does. It takes a lot of time. Um, You know, the closest that I have ever been um, to relapsing was when Caden came back in my life. And 
it sounds so crazy because you sh- I should have been this person that was like, oh my God, you're here. You know, and I was, I was so, so happy to be able to talk to him, but he was so mad at me. Mm-hmm. And in turn, in order for me to be able to, you know, I, I promised him I will never lie to you. And those hard questions that I had to answer, that's a lot of the past that doesn't get brought up on a daily basis. Sure. And I hope I never have to bring it up again. But there's, you know, we talked earlier, there's things that I've lived through that I don't want to talk about. Right. But I would do it all day, every day for him and explaining to him that, you know, all the things. And so it took a minute. It, it took a while, but it is repairable. It yeah. is. Um, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful he forgave me. And I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm getting this opportunity uh, to be in his life and all the things. Any last thoughts? Any final, oh. final thoughts? Final thoughts. Please, 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 if you are struggling um, and you feel like any of the things, I don't care if it's mental health, substance abuse, all of the things, reach out. There is somebody who is going to help you. Um, And don't be one of those people that just knock on one door and say nobody's home. Um, There are programs um, in the area. Uh, I know it doesn't seem like it. I mean, more southeast Oklahoma than anything. Um, But I heard that there's a really cool office downtown and there's one up on you know by the easy mart like there are places that will help you um and then we've got a lot of what surprises me lately is to reach out um the doctor's offices that are willing to Uh point you in the right direction so things are moving forward here but please don't don't struggle alone um and if you're willing to make that change and for the love of god heal yes work on yourself Work on, um, work on yourself nobody likes the eeyores nobody likes the one that you know and it, we don't care about who gets liked or not but every day does not suck eeyore 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 but you know you're right though every day does not suck every day should not it could not be that bad like you know and if it does that's when you you really know that you need help because there's probably people reaching out to help you and there are a lot of free resources out there and we'll put i'll put all of those in in the episode notes and to the national resources and Mm -hmm. you know we we live in the state of oklahoma but all states have you know local community mental health agencies that help with substance abuse and Mm -hmm. mental health and there are national hotlines and there's shelters for women and men who are in those relationships who feel like they can't get out that they can go anonymously and and have a safe place and so I think there is there is a lot of hope and I really appreciate you coming on and being vulnerable and telling your story yes um, I try to, be, you know, I try to, anybody who asks, I'll tell. Um, there's sometimes where, you know, it, it portrays a little bit better. And sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I did drugs. I'm moving on. Like, I, you know, <laughs> are you, but, and it's just because sometimes it's just bees like that. Sure. But, um, I appreciate you letting me tell my story and, and all the things. I Hopefully I didn't jump all over the place. But it's fine. Yeah. It's and it, and we do. I, I even I tend to jump all over the place because you'll have a thought and go down that right. train of thought and then circle back. So it's fine, and yeah. I think it. I think it's good. And like I said, anything else we can edit out. So okay, it's fine. all right. Thank you. Yes, thank you. For Mike producer Jay Lindley, I'm Leslie Ross. 
Thank you all for joining us. Please send any questions or comments through the website, heytherapist.com or email help at heytherapist.com. They may be featured on the show anonymously. Hey Therapist is an SEOK radio production and is for your entertainment purposes only. Thank you for joining us. Make good choices.